All right. Well, now, if you don't, if you don't already think, believe, feel that the government is just full of fucking corrupt cocksuckers, and I don't mean cocksuckers like they suck cock, because you know, between me and you, the gays are okay with me. Quite frankly, you know, sometimes old Vince, if he can't fucking pull on his prick in a timely fashion, because his governor's broke, because he's been watching porn for 15 years, he'll actually flip over to chicks with dicks, which I know isn't a gay dude, but holy shit, it's pretty fucking close, you know what I mean? It's like saying, hey, no, I don't have any strawberries, but I do have raspberries, in the same ballpark, you know what I mean? Bear with me on that analogy. My point is, they're cocksuckers in the sense that they really don't give a shit about us, honestly. And I'm not even like some, I'm not even, you know, I'm not an historian. I'm not <laughs> even a smart man, Jenny, but I do know what love is. My point is, <clears throat> I feel like our ancestors who came over here from England and were like, fuck you, powdered wig pricks, and this king and queen bullshit, we're starting our own thing. I feel like if they saw what is currently going on and how our government is is acting, they would fucking be like, dude, you, what? You fucked it up this bad? Are you kidding me? And I'm not going into Democrat or Republicans. Don't, you know, don't worry about that. I'm not going to be like that divisive. What I am going to go into is I've been looking forward to my bonus with this new job. So I get bonuses quarterly. Um... Yeah, of course, of course they fuck me with the bonus. So, I get four bonuses a year. However, I only get four bonuses once I hit my second year. Vinny, how does that make sense? I'll, I'll explain to you, you prick. Hold on. After the quarter ends, I should get my bonus, right? Well, no, my company, and it's a great company, for some reason they delay the bonus hitting for two months. So as opposed to getting it at the end of, you know, December, right? Because that's when the quarter ends. I'll get it in fucking at the end of February. Meaning, my first year working for these cocksuckers, I'm only going to get three bonuses. I just, I've been working with them for almost six months. December will be six months. I just got my first bonus. Do you know how much they taxed me? Do you know how much they taxed 40% of my income? 50%. They took half my fucking bonus. They took half of my fucking bonus. That's not even spitting in my ass before you throw it in. That's just just holding my hips while I'm grabbing my ankles and you just go balls deep until I just fucking squirt. I, I mean... C c that is so outrageous that they're just allowed to do that. And I can guarantee fucking T, I ain't going to see dick when it comes to my tax return because I'm in a certain tax bracket in terms of like what I make. But I don't actually see a fucking dime of that because it's taxed so much. So I got this like new CPA guy I'm going to hit up and be like, hey, listen, dude, I'm getting absolutely fucking plowed over here. Can you do me a favor and see what you can do? Um with these taxes, because they're taking half my bonus, and my OTE, my on-target earnings, if you're not in the sales industry, my OTE equates of like, equates to, you know, 40% of my whole number is, is my bonus. So, 
they're taking half, almost half my fucking pay away. I mean, Jesus Christ. And if you looked at my salary on a piece of paper, like what I'm, you know, what my, my contract is, if you will, oh, your OTE is X, you'd be like, holy shit, Vinny, you're, you're doing pretty good. No, I'm not. I'm barely able to save any fucking money because the cost of living is outrageous. They just started pulling my fucking student loan out of my bank account. Okay, that's $300 a month, just down the fucking drain. It's basically a car payment. I could get a fucking Honda Accord, a nice car, for three for, and, and pay $300 a month. But no, they're, they're just shelling fucking money out that's barely touching the principal. It's all interest because they just want to fuck you in the ass. And my point is, is I hope you're ready to get fucked with me because there's very few people that don't get fucked. And if you listen to this podcast, you're probably in the group that's just grabbing your ankles and taking it from Uncle Sam. And welcome to the podcast, folks. Ah, this is just count to 10. I'm your host, Winnie Falcone. And this is the anger management podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that just a lovely little treat to this new position? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, Vinny, you got... You're starting to make a little bit of scratch over here. Not too bad. You're knocking at the door at six figures, you know, but keep fucking knocking, pal, okay? Because that's the door to the door to the door, okay? You, you don't even have a fucking doggy door to six figures yet because they're taxing you out the fucking ace. I mean, not only are my paychecks, you know, per paper, I get paid twice a month. Not only are those not that impressive because of tax, and then now, you know, I'm an adult, 31 years old, almost, you know, 32 years old. I got, you know, fiance, maybe in a couple of years where, you know, pop out some kids. They'll probably be fucking dyslexic and have anger issues. But, you know, I got to start putting some money away. So I'm, I'm paying into my 401k. So, but after taxes and my 401k, my, my fucking paychecks, paychecks ain't dick. And then, not to mention these bonuses that I was looking forward to. First off, I basically, I got to wait five months for them. They come in five-month increments. What the fuck is that bullshit? That's insane. So, I got to wait five months for the bonus. And when it comes in, it's a little squirt. I mean, it's like, it's barely fucking anything. So, all I'm saying is, how do people get away with not paying any taxes at all? Bezos didn't didn't pay taxes. Trump didn't uh, pay taxes, and it's just like, are we not smart enough to cheat the system? Do we not have the resources to cheat the system? Is cheating the system only does it only come when you make a certain amount of money? Like, how does this how does this happen? You know. So I guess my point is, I'm going to talk to the CPA guy and be like, dude, listen, this is what I make salary. This is these are my bonuses. Okay, whatever the bonus number is. I'm getting half that. It's a fucking joke, dude. So can you wiggle something around to where I can get some cash back at the end of the year and actually have a decent fucking tax return? Because the last, I think, two tax returns, I've gotten, I've gotten like nothing. Ba- isn't, no, isn't it great when you owe money? Isn't it fucking great when they're just pulling shit out of your paycheck all goddamn year? And then you put your numbers in, and they're like, whoa, 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 God, thanks for letting us know we didn't take enough out of your fucking paycheck. So, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you still owe us a couple of grand. So uh, do us a favor and uh, send that check to us immediately, or uh, we'll put you in jail. But conversely, when they owe you money, 
at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll get it to you in like a month or two or three months or whatever. But you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. Or or actually, you know what? You know, maybe we'll just hold on to it. We'll we'll quote unquote forget about it, and then we'll wait for a year where you owe money, and they'll be like, oh, listen, you know what? Actually, um, you know, we owed you money. That we never paid you, but now that you owe us money, um, we'll just cancel that out, and then you just still send us a check for a K, because you know <laughs> that's just how the cookie crumbled and the numbers added up. So, uh, um, are you grabbing your ankles? Actually, um, a chick actually said that to me one time. Don't tell Zoe. Um, hey, if you know Zoe, uh, sorry, I, I gotta do my little preamble. If you know Zoe, okay, don't tell her I told this story. Okay, don't tell her I told. If you're a friend of the podcast, if you're a friend of any, okay, keep keep the podcast talk to the podcast listeners. All right, Zoe old pumpkin tits herself, my fucking fiance. If she doesn't listen, she misses out. If she doesn't want to add to the numbers each week of listeners to the podcasts, you know, to the podcast, then she don't like to listen to these fucking stories. You know what I mean? If she listens to this and then texts me. I listened to your fucking podcast. You told a story about the chick who grabbed her ankles. Then I'd be like, all right, all right, all right. I won't do that anymore. Thanks for listening, you know? But if she don't listen, you know, she can't complain. Anyway, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to listen, does it really make a noise? If I tell a story about banging a pig but Zoe didn't hear it, did I really tell it? So I was in college one time, and there was this fucking animal of a girl. Let's call her Hallway Jen. Vinny, why they call her Hallway Jen? Well, you know, Jen wasn't her real name. Um, or was it? Um, so I had met this chick. She actually had lived in my building. Um, and I thought she was kind of cute. And I remember one day, it was, you know what? Um, it was that when that song came out, um, Bury me in satin, lay me down on a bed of roses, take me to the river, my I don't know. Remember that song? So, it was when that song was coming out. Bury Me in, Bury Me in Satin, I believe is the name of the song. Um, so, I remember that that song came out, and I left my room, and, and I remember, this chick and I lived in the same uh, building. So, um, she was, like, going down to do laundry, and she comes out of my, uh, out of the, by the stairwell, right where I'm walking out of my room, and she plays that song, and I'm like, oh, I fucking been obsessed with that song, and she's like, ah! Long story long, she tells a friend of mine that she thinks old Vince is cute, right? So one night I see her at a party. I'm hammered, okay? All bricked up. I'm fucking horned, horned up, okay? Because there's like 15 chicks at this fucking school, and apparently one of the 15 wants to bang the old kid. So I start fucking putting moves on. But before I know it, I'm fucking balls deep in this chick at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm hungover. And at 6 o'clock in the morning, I have to march tours because I got in trouble. Vinny, what's marching tours? It's when you get up at a, uh, at 6 o'clock on a Saturday and or Sunday, depending on how many tours you have. And you have to march. It's like 30 yards. And you have to march back and forth with a rifle in your dress tunic for an hour. One hour is one tour. I had two tours. So I had to march for two hours because I got in trouble. So I'm fucking banging this chick, okay? And she's an absolute fucking animal, okay? She's a cum dumpster. Um, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Finally, I fucking, you know, 
the clock struck two. I dropped my I, I dropped my my goo. I dropped the bitch off for the next block. Oh, um, it's like two o'clock. I fucking roll over, get up at six. Mark short. Anyway, so for a little bit, I'm going on this little streak of, of plowing this chick because like every night I get drunk and then she be just fucking ready to get, just get stuffed and it was great. And again, at the at the college I was at, I mean that's just like fucking filing a quarter under your pillow as a kid with a tooth fairy. Or a pig at a military school. Kind of similar. And um, there was this one night where we were, like, you know, hooking up, whatever. We're, we're hanging out. And then we're in this, like, dorm. But it, we neither of us live there. And, uh, Coach, I know, you, I, know you, I know you love this story, you fucking cocksucker. Um, so we're in this dorm, and we don't live there. But there's this little, like, hallway that was like a dead end and granted people like lived like, you know, in this hallway, there's like, there's doors where people live in dorms. They could easily pop open the door and, you know, see who is in the hallway. I dragged this chick to the hallway to actually tell her I want to break up or, you know, stop banging her. You know, I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, I just, you know, I think it's getting a little too much and that, that, you know, I fucking, I don't want a relationship. And I go to tell her that, but before I go, I go, I have to tell you something. And she goes, me too. And I go, okay, well, okay, why, why, why don't you go first? And she goes, I was talking to my friend and about you. And I'm like, okay. She's like, and I mean, keep in mind, again, I'm about to break up with this chick or tell her we're not going to bang anymore. She goes, I've been talking to my friend about you. And I go, oh, okay. And her friend's cute. I would say she's like a seven, you know, nothing crazy, maybe a six and a half. And she goes, and we really want to have a threesome with you. We really want to have a threesome with you. You know, obviously, I love Plownia. She thinks you're really cute. She's kind of into me, too, and she kind of wanted to, like, test the waters with a girl. And she wants to fuck you, so it's, like, it's kind of the best of both worlds. But 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 but, but what did you have to tell me? I'm like, <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell you that I really enjoy spending time with you, and I fucking would love to do more sexual shit. Really? I'm like, yeah, I was actually going to tell you. I mean, I'm I'm open to trying new things. If you want to bring one of your fucking pig friends, then, you know, fucking, <laughs> that's all. I'll bring the slop. She's like, what are the odds of that? You want to do freakier stuff, and I told you I, I have a friend who wants to fuck you. I'm like, this is, what are the chance? Anyway, this gets all Vic and Vince horned up and ready to go. You could hang a towel on what I got going down there. We start making out. One thing leads to another. She's blowing me. So if you're listening at this point, I guess this is why you shouldn't listen to the podcast. If you're not listening, thank God. <clears throat> she's blowing me. And then she fucking just looks at me. And she goes, I'm going to turn around and bend over and grab my ankles. You just go as hard as you like. And I'm like, oh, my God. Holy shit. I was waiting for a guy to pop out of the room and be like, and the Nobel Peace Prize goes to. So, you know, word got around that we banged in this hallway and, you know, this poor girl, I think her name was like, uh, you know, Quint, wink, wink, Sarah. Um, we called her Hallway Jen. And uh, that's where I got the term 
grabbed my ankles. I'd heard it before, jokingly. I've never had someone with a straight face tell me, I'm going to bend over and grab my ankles. Bite your lip and give it hell. You know, I've never had that before. So, um, yeah, that's where uh, grabbing ankles comes from whenever I uh, mention that in terms of just getting fucking plowed. I always think of that one chick who just was an absolute Navy SEAL when it came to getting stuffed by your buddy Vince. But um, needless to say, that life is behind me now. I'm a taken man. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a soon to be a married man. I love Zoe to death. Um, I wouldn't want anyone to grab their ankles and have me behind them uh, other than Zoe, you know? So um, I guess the point of the story is find your special someone that's going to grab their ankles for you and you're going to be uh, enjoying yourself behind them. You know what I mean? Because she grabbed her ankles for me, hallway Jen, but deep down I knew. I knew she was not the one. But when Zoe grabbed her ankles, I knew. Anyway, moving on. Um, if you can't tell, I have nothing this episode. And I am fucking just <sighs> plowing forward, trying to put some uh, put some numbers out there. I uh, This is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It is the 26th. So I, I have just done a... Um, uh, let's... Da, 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 da. Um, wait, what the fuck is this? My aunt just tagged us in this. She goes, important privacy update. If you have an iPhone and have done the recent iOS 17 update, they have set a new feature called name drop defaulted to on. This feature allows the sharing of your photos, contacts, and more by bringing two phones closer together. To shut this off, go to settings, general, airdrop, Bringing devices together, change to off. Oh shit! Okay, so I guess like, guy. All right. Well, th- there you go, folks. Fucking breaking news: iPhone 17 update feature called Name Drop defaulted to on. This feature allows the sharing of your photos, contacts, and more by bringing two phones close together. To shut this off, go to the settings, general, airdrop, bringing devices together, change to off. This has been your broadcast messaging. Well, there you go, folks. Um, so this is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's the 26th. So I, I just did an episode. But tomorrow, Monday, I'm going to Denver for a week for training. And I fucking... I'm like I can't leave my fucking people hanging. I made I made I made them a goddamn promise. I told them I would not leave them hanging. So, uh, filming an episode. I got a little little bit going on for us. We should be able to get uh, at least a half hour. So, I, I got so I got I got that going for me. Um. All right. Next thing. So. Quick, quick little complaint. This happened today at the gym. Um, when you're on a treadmill and you have it set to fucking like 15% incline, who is just hopping off that thing without going back down to flat? Who are these sacks of shit, these psychopaths? I went to the gym today and the only treadmill that was open happened to be the one at like 20% incline, like they're, tra- like, like, like they're training to climb Everest. So I got to get on this thing and like barely be able to like be stationary on this thing because it is such an incline. I have to press start and then for like literally a minute and a half it just goes. Doo. 
and then it starts to go. Hey, guys, first off, have some consideration for the per- person using the treadmill after you. Also, you must feel like you're on crack cocaine after you get out of that fucking treadmill. You're walking at a fucking 15% on- incline with no digress, with no cooldown, and you're just popping off and then going on flat land? Holy shit. That's like that, like Lewis and Clark just scaling a mountain in Colorado and then being like transported to Kansas walking. I mean, I don't know why I used that analogy, but my point is it's like it doesn't feel weird to you when you pop off that treadmill and go back to walking normal life. Do a cool down like everyone else does. You, you cool down the speed, you cool down the incline. First off, that way you can acclimate more to walking like a normal person and also the person doesn't have to fucking scale the treadmill to press quick start and have it fucking come down for fucking two minutes gee how can people be so oblivious I don't understand I don't understand how people can be so oblivious to how like that wouldn't how that would how that wouldn't be weird you know, don't you think that, like, the person after you might be like, what the fuck? Gee, okay, I get, well, I got 90 seconds to kill. Very annoying. Very, very annoying. That perturbed me. I was perturbed. Um. So, there was a... A cult. Uh, another quick little thing. Again, guys, folks, I I barely have a, an episode here, so I'm just I'm just really trying to stretch. So bear with me. I appreciate you. Um, I was watching this documentary called like I think it was called Twin Flames, and it's about this cheese dick who convinced these people to obviously join the cult as a cult, um, and that each person had their special person they were assigned to by God, and it was about. This dude, this like life coach, basically. I'm probably butchering it because I didn't watch the whole thing. I was watching bits and pieces with uh, Zoe's sister Ivy. I watched some bits and bits and pieces of it, and um, yeah, so it's like I think they train you to be life coaches, and then they take like fifty percent of like what your pay, and all this kind of stuff, and they were able to. Um, denote themselves as a religion so that way one they didn't have to pay taxes but also they can have people volunteer for them and they don't legally have to pay them because you know it's you know volunteer service for a religious thing and one of the things they did was if they they would convince you okay you're a special for your special person your twin flame if you will is so and so in fucking arkansas you got to move there and be with this person but like they would be a biological woman and their special person their twin flame would also be a biological woman and they'd be like, oh, well, I'm not a lesbian. And then the guy would convince them, no, 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 no. You're actually, they convince the woman that you're a man. No, 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 you're not a woman. You're actually a man. You should go by he, him pronouns. You should get top surgery. You should start taking testosterone because you are a man. Okay. And then the, the, the other chick would be like, yeah, and you're, and then you know, if it was a guy, I'm sorry, if it was a guy, like, oh, actually, you're not, and, and you're not a guy. You're a chick. This is how God envisioned it, envisioned it. I know she was born a female and you were born a male, but the way God envisions your relationship is she's actually the f- uh, male pronouns and you're actually the female pronouns. So they would convince these people to get like gender reassignment surgery. 
Like, basically having an arranged marriage or an arranged relationship wasn't enough for this fucking guy. He had to convince people they were the wrong genders. Make them get gender changes and force them to be in relationships. There's all this wacky, crazy shit, and all these people would believe it. They would leave their family. They would tell their family, I'm he, him now. Call me fucking Jerry. And then the fucking, you know... The, the fucking dude is like, no, actually, I'm she, I'm she, her, call me Josephine, I'm gonna fuck Jerry, he's got a huge clit, all this kind of stuff. And, one, don't understand how people get roped into this shit. Like, I don't understand how people get roped into this stuff. Second, the guy who was the head of the cult, it's like, this is the dude who's making you chop your tits off? This is the guy who's making you cut your fucking prick off? This little cheese dick, it doesn't even look like a guy that I would even want to believe in. It'd be one thing if the if the cult leader looked like Jason Momoa or something, and I'm like, oh, okay, what's this guy got to say? Because from afar, he's looking pretty fucking good, like his shit is together. So what, what do you got, pal? Oh, my name is actually Victoria. I should cut my little prick off, get some estrogen pills, and get stuffed by a guy I've never met who was a girl? Well, judging by your stature, physique, and success level, all right, I'll see. I'll see how it goes. You know, but but all these cult leaders, all these documentaries I see about cult leaders, you listen to that person, that sick fuck with the Bikram yoga, that weird lanky prick. This is your guy. You know, um. That one town in um, bumfuck uh, whatever with that one chick and that other guy, like the long-haired Indian dude. It's like, these are your people? All right, yeah, I get it. He kind of has the, like, the look of like a very like you know um, enlightened individual. But still, he's got, he's got no fucking muscle mass. All he does is sit cross-legged for a while. I mean, I guess it's kind of impressive to a certain extent because whenever I sit cross-legged for a certain amount of time, my left nut falls asleep. <laughs> That's just me. But it's like that none of these people are doing anything fucking special. They don't look special. And just the you're just going to take their word for it? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying me joining a cult is completely out of the out of the possibilities. I guess I could get duped. My point is, if I'm getting duped, the guy duping me is going to look like a guy who should be duping people. You know what I mean? Not some dipshit with like a scraggly beard. And like a, and like, a, like scrawny arms telling you, no, nah, you, no, no, you're you're actually a man. Go by he him. You just get top surgery, and you should move to Oklahoma immediately to be with your twin flame. Ugh, I don't know, man. I guess you're not really dealing with the brightest fucking bunch when you're dealing with people who've joined cults. I guess, right? All right, plowing forward. You guys are great. You guys are really great. Um, so I go to dinner last night with Zoe and Ivy and they're feeling sushi you know can't go wrong with sushi so I go over to uh, Teru Sushi on Ventura Boulevard great spot probably the best sushi in the area that we've been to moderately priced nothing too crazy um, but moderately priced and, and, and pretty good quality actually really good quality so we go over there it's packed it's bumping we go to the host. Hey, so um, how long for a party of three? And the host goes, oh, God. Um, like, really makes a meal out of it. Oh, God. Whew, God, looks at her computer, then looks into the dining hall, looks at her computer. I would say at least 45 minutes. 
Oh boy. Uh, okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, let's let's put her name down. Uh, take our number and then shoot us a text. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully it's shorter. But uh, you know, yeah. Let it, please let us know because we'll, we'll we'll wait for a little bit, maybe even forty five minutes, because there's no one really nowhere else we really want to go. So Zoe puts her name down, gives the chick her number, and then we pop out of Teru and we're like, okay, well we have fucking forty five minutes to kill. Um, do we want to go next door to Laurel Tavern, get a cocktail, and uh, maybe like a little bit of you know snack, like bar food? They have, they have really good food, and we're like, okay, yeah, sure. So go over to Laurel Tavern. Uh, I'm not drinking because you know I'm not, I'm not in the mood. Girls get a cocktail each, and then we order uh, 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 buffalo wings and fries. Their food's really good. So <clears throat> order the food uh, pretty quickly. Food comes out 10, 12 minutes later. Pretty nice table drops uh the food drops the waitress brings over the fries and they and she brings over the wings immediately she walks away now i've i've if you're a, if you're an avid listener remember this i've i've complained about this very thing in a podcast previous this place they bring these beautiful glazed wings with like the perfect amount of sauce on it to where like you got to fucking lick your fingers after this it's not outrageous it's not egregious, but it, there is there is enough sauce. And by enough sauce, I mean you're going to get a little messy. But they drop the wings, and they don't give you napkins. Why would you ever bring someone wings and not bring them napkins? Why would you ever bring someone food and not bring them napkins? But especially... Why would you bring them wings and not bring them fucking napkins? Because guess what? At the end of the day, you're going to be bringing the napkin to me when I ask for it. Are you just hoping I'm not going to ask for napkins? Are you guys get, Are you guys fucking really hurting because your napkin overhead? Is that what's bringing down the fucking profit margins? Huh? Why would you bring me wings and not bring me napkins? So she drops the fucking things. She goes to the table next to us to bust it. And immediately me and Ivy are like, excuse me? Why wouldn't you just have saved yourself the trip and brought fucking napkins with the fucking greasy fries and the wings? Huh? So she comes back. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll bring you some napkins. Yeah. Who who who's just licking their fucking fingers like an animal and not needing a napkin? So she comes down and she brings us exactly 3 napkins. Exactly 3 napkins. All right. What's going on with these fucking napkins, guys? Seriously, are these special napkins? Is it is it, are are napkins t- killing turtles now too? Huh? Are 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 napkins going up to turtles' sphincters and making them constipated? C- can we be a little liberal with the fucking napkins? I got wings and fries and shit and ranch and blue cheese. Why the fuck are we char- uh, be nitpicky about the fucking napkins? Three exact. I'm a napkin slut. I'll say it. Hi, my name is Vinny, and I'm a napkin whore. Hi, Vinny. Tell us about your last experience. Well, well, I had a burger and fries, and I used seven napkins. <gasps> I know. I'm working on it. Um, but every day, I just try to use less napkins and realize that, um, you know, it's wasteful sometimes, but I just love to have clean hands. Well, thank you, Vinny. Thank you for sharing. I'm a napkin whore. I will fucking admit, okay? So, you know, yeah, maybe don't give me four each because that's a little egregious. Maybe two napkins each. Can, can you drop six? Can you can you drop six fucking napkins for greasy fries and glazed up wings, huh? It's the second second or third time with this place they don't just automatically bring you 
napkins. It, it drives me fucking nuts. But we're eating the food. The food's great. Okay? And then Zoe gets a text from Teru. She's like, oh my god, they just texted me. I'm like, what? It's been 15 minutes. We literally looked. Because they send you a text saying like, okay, you're, you're added to the wait list. And then the text letter. It was 15 fucking minutes. At least 45? How did you go about giving us this, this estimate? How did you go about giving us this estimate? I mean, you'd think you'd have... Listen, they have a POS system, which is a point-of-service system called Toast, right? It's a really great system. I'm sure there's got to be a feature where you can look at Toast and see the, the, the duration of time that the tables are at, right? And as opposed to just throwing out a quick fucking number for me, and then I'm going to leave and either wait 45 minutes or go somewhere else, maybe you just do a quick scan of the restaurant. They can have the amount of uh, table length duration in order from oldest to newest. So that way you can take a peek at the first four numbers at the top of the list and be like, okay, first four numbers, what are the oldest tables? Okay, the oldest tables are 90 minutes, um, uh, uh, 80 minutes, and 75 minutes. Okay, so we should probably, you know, table's been here for an hour and a half, we should probably have a table in roughly a half hour or so. You know, two hours is kind of a long time. Give me fucking something. I, I know, well, Vinny, I mean, seriously, you wanted to go through all that? I, I mean, uh, what else? I mean, now we have to fucking butt chug these cocktails, stuff the food in our face, and then go back over there before they give our fucking table away. At least 45, you text me 15 fucking minutes later. It's just absolutely insane to me. I don't know. Is it me? Is it, there's got to be a, a better way these hosts can do that shit. And again, again, I've worked in restaurants for almost a decade. I get it. It's hard to accurately predict. But fifth, but at least 45 and you text me 15 minutes later? Nah. Nope. No, nah, that's, that's not good enough. That ain't fucking good enough. Not to mention, we sit down. Our waitress comes over, takes our order. Do you think we see her for the rest of the meal? Nope. Nope. Don't see her for the rest of the fucking meal. Not only does our food come out... Uh, extremely slow which i mean it's sushi i got i got a sashimi combo they're literally just they're literally slicing fish thrown onto a dish and give me a some soy sauce and that's it this the food took forever okay she never came back to check on our food she never came back to uh, give us uh, refills i had to get up to ask for the check okay we had been there for i think at least an hour and 15 hour and 20 Without her checking on us, I had to get up, go to the service station, still couldn't fucking find her, ask someone for the check, the guy comes over, he prints it out for me, no, no, sorry, I ask for the check, I go back over to the table, he walks over, drops the check, I time it, seven minutes goes by, still no one comes over, he doesn't come back over, maybe he's taken over our section, he doesn't come back over to, to get the check, he didn't drop the check and say, hey, just so you know, I dropped that check in your section. She didn't come back over. So, seven minutes later, I got to get back up. I got to go walk over to the guy. I go, can you run this? And then I see your server. I go, oh, there you are. Oh, hi. Not everything okay or sorry, I couldn't check on you. Not just, just a blank look at her face. Hi. 
can you run this, please, so I can get the fuck out of here, lady? Because unlike you, I'm not supposed to be here all night, okay? Runs the card. What do I tip her? I tip her fucking 20% because I'm a, I'm a cuck. I'm a pussy. I can't tip someone less than 18%. And I just, I just, it's, and now, now it's fucking these, these toast systems, these, these systems, you can pre-program what the three options come up. It's 20, 22, or 25. Okay. My minimum, the minimum amount I'm, I'm able to tip at a quick fucking glance is 20%. Love that. Love that. I, I got to do custom tip and do the fucking math in front of this chick. No, yeah, thanks. Thanks for fucking breaking my balls, Toast. I'll, I'll give this chick 20% for doing absolutely ungats. Never came to check fucking Zoe's water or do nothing. We're, we're rationing water like we're on fucking Gilligan's Island over here. That really pissed me off. So, anyway, we did that. And then final thing. All right, cool. Yeah, great. I actually have a decent length episode. Fucking pull this one out of my ass. Thanks for bearing with me. So last weekend, I was cast in this, well, obviously cast prior to this, but last weekend we filmed it. I was in a short film, um, and uh, with a buddy I used to work with, he's like, hey, I feel like you'd be good for this part. You want to put something on tape and see if you're a good fit, da, da, da. So it was, it was uh, location was in Bumfuck Palmdale. I think it's called like Aces Ranch or something. It's this really cool area, middle of nowhere, Palmdale, where it's a motel, but the motel is a set. Like they're not they're not working rooms. There's no electricity. There's no bathrooms. You know, um, it's just it's a it's a movie set, right? And then there's also a convenience store attached to it. It's a movie set. There's a diner that's a movie set, and like a little like gas station area that's a movie set. It's all movie set. It's really really cool. So my call time was nine fifteen. I looked at like the scheduling of scenes. I should have started my last scene at two thirty. Just, just, just to, so keep that in mind. I'm walking to the situation thinking call time's 9.15. My last scene should start at 2.30. So, um, I get on set. I'm really nervous and kind of like, oh my God, this is like a legit fucking set. There's crew production. Like there's like 15 like crew members, uh, wardrobe, makeup, um, trailers for like shitters and stuff like the nice trailers for shitters i'm thinking like holy shit this is not a little fucking uh <laughs> no offense luke a little fucking marina del rey adventure where you're bringing fucking bagels and uh and uh, neutral game bars this is like a legit fucking thing with like like lighting sound grips fucking all these like crazy like um positions trailers fucking uh trucks with equipment and shit like really wild stuff and i'm like god damn am i supposed to am i fucking supposed to be here i i mean i act i like acting i've trained but like i'm not an actor i would say like you know so i start talking to the other actors they're there and they're like they train they've been in features they moved to la two years ago and they're already like booking a ton of stuff and i'm like well i go on auditions and don't book shit <laughs> uh, and i also uh I do these things with my buddy Pat where he put us on Instagram and they're kind of funny and raunchy. And I was in this short film with my buddy Luke. It was actually pretty fucking funny and uh, uh, turned out really great. We actually got a lot of good laughs uh, in the screening, but uh, we're kind of fucking retards. How about you? Were you, you were in a feature film with Ryan Gosling? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, a couple of years ago. It was pretty big. Have you heard of it? It's called The Gangster Squad? I'm like, <laughs> I've heard of it. Um, so I'm talking to these guys and finally... 
I split up with uh, the dude I'm doing all these scenes with. I have like three scenes and I'm doing them all with this one guy. And he's in his like 40s or 50s. And right off the bat, I don't know about this guy. Like, I tell him, I'm like, oh, hey, just, you know, do you want to like, you know, run line, like, you know, run lines and kind of, you know, feel, feel the scene out and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I go, hey, just so you know, Aaron, um, who's, you know, great guy, guy that cast me, Aaron, when, uh, when I was doing the audition, he kind of wanted me to like play with the, the, the role a little bit, improv some things, kind of punch it up and make it a little like funny. Um, so I added a few things, uh, in the audition that he wants me to keep for this, for the shot. And there are these lines right here. And I'm telling him the lines. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this. It's that. He's like, what? what wait. So you, you say what? When? I'm like, so after the after that, after you say this line, instead of me saying just this, I say this and that. Okay, 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 okay. And then, and then what's the other one? Like, he can't fucking get it. Like, he can't comprehend this at first. I'm like, dude, how are you not getting this? He's like, yeah, I just, you know... I mean, you know, obviously Arn's the boss because he's the director and writer, but to me, this just takes away from the scene, the lines you've added, you know? I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I, I, again, man, um, he likes them, and he wanted me to fucking keep them, so just telling you what, quote-unquote, the boss is telling me. All right, we can, I mean, we can try it, sure. I mean, again, if, you know, final say is his, so if he likes it, then I guess we'll do it. I'm like, why are you, why are you being such a little fucking bitch about this? Like, why are you being... Such a little fucking cunt. Just, it's, it's, it's a fucking, a couple of lines I added in that take away nothing from you. And if you want to fucking play too, let's play and see what, what happens, you know? So we run, we run the scene and it's going fine and it's going well. And again, I'm like really not like sure about this guy because of just how he acted. And then we start talking and like, you know, I start to ask him about himself. I mean, he's a big talker, loves to talk. And um, finally I go, um, so in a perfect world, like what kind of like role would you want to play, like in a career? And he like, says like, oh, you know, kind of like dark drama. You know, I, I like playing the asshole. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. He's like, what about you? I'm like, ah, you know, honestly, in a perfect world, like I, I you know, comedy. You know, um, I also would love to play like some drama roles that are very specific, like obviously, you know, mafia kind of thing, or like you know, obviously, who would want to be in a Scorsese film, that kind of genre. But more importantly, or I guess like, you know, more of my interest would be doing comedy. And doing like a like like rom com, you know, and I say that, and he looks at me, and goes, "Oh, rom coms, like, oh, like you you'd be like the the lead's best friend." Okay, cocksucker. I mean, I know I'm not a fucking handsome guy, I'm not fucking hot, but have you seen the leads in rom coms? They don't exactly have to be Zach Braff. <laughs> Zach Braff, yeah, no shit. Zach Efron, they don't have to exactly be Zach Efron. They could be a Zach Braff. They could be a Seth Rogen. You know what I mean? Who's that Indian guy? K- K- Kajab, Camille, Kabuda. He's a, he's doing steroids. And he's Indian. Like they don't have to be these like studs, you prick. Like really? Like you're gonna like that's kind of a cunt thing to say. I'm like, oh, I want to. I really want to do rom coms, and you go, oh, like the lead's best friend. I'm like. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a fucking rough day. I gotta do all my fucking scenes with this guy. Well, fast forward, he ends up being a really cool dude. We really get along. We had like, a ton of fun with the scenes. We added a lot of cool shit. And um, so the first thing that we have is we have to tape up this body. And 
uh, <clears throat> first take, director pulls me aside and he goes like, hey, listen, I don't want you to be angry at him. You're not angry at him. He's like, uh, I think I said, I, th- I think I said like, treat him like a kid. He's like, yes, I love that. Treat him like a kid. Don't get angry at him. I'm like, okay. But already in my head, I'm like, everyone's watching me. There's a script supervisor. There's like a ton of people watching on set in the room that we're filming. Also, there's a ton of people outside, like basically the whole crew watching on a monitor. And I'm kind of starting to think, it's like, am I fucking cut out for this? Like, am I, am I ready to do this? I want to be like this, you know, big fucking movie star. Can I even do a little production like this? So I do another take. Okay, good. The, the the tape, I'm like taping this body. The tape like rips and I like improv like something. And he's like, okay, good, good. I, I like what you did there with that the tape wasn't perfect. So like you fucking, cool. All right. Uh, let's, let's do one more see what we get. So on the third take, I do this, like I do a really good job taping the body to make it seem like it's a heavy body. And then we go to move this body and it's a really cool shot. The camera's on the ground, so you can only see us if we're like in a catcher squat. And we're moving this body, and my, my, my gum falls out of my jacket, and I pick it up. Because, like, you know, my character, like, chews gum in, in the script a couple times. So we improv, I, I, I pick it up, I say something, I pick it up. And then the other guy, his jacket, his suit jacket, which was, was, which was draped over the body, falls on the ground. And then we improv, like, we're getting the jacket. And then he does this one thing where... And he was being like, in the, the, it's 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 comic, it's com- it's a comedy or comedic in the sense that like we're playing it straight. It's it's comedy like when you get laughs out of Sopranos, it's they're playing it straight and it's funny, you know what I mean? So he drops his suit jacket and then he picks it up and he's like he's like seriously like folding his jacket. And I said something to the effect of like you're gonna fold your fucking jacket, like, we're like you know we're moving this body and I go you're gonna fold it like something like that. And he's like oh yeah yeah. So he puts it over the body. And then we, you know, we, we go to carry it out. Eventually, the director yells cut. And after he yells cut, everyone's like cracking up. They're like, Finny, that was fucking hilarious. You're going to fold it? That was so great, dude. And then they open the door to the motel. And it, and it shows, like, you know, the, the parking lot where everyone's, like, standing. And, everyone, and the, the first AD was like, dude, she's like, that was fucking great. You're going to fold it? And then, like, the other actor that was there who's, like, you know, moved to two moved to LA two years ago and is already booking a ton of shit. I follow him on Instagram now. He has like 30,000 fucking followers. He's like, dude, really good work. That was a really good scene, man. You did a great fucking job. The guy I was with, Kaz, who's a really cool dude, really, really ended up really hitting it off. He's like, he's like, great work there. That was, that was, that was great. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I can fucking do this, dude. I do, I do stand up. I fucking, I do stand up. I'm on stage by myself all the time dealing with the harshest fucking critics, like having to pivot constantly. I can fucking say lines. I can improv. I can do this shit. And it ended up being a great, great day. This thing looks awesome. Aaron already sent me like a rough cut of a scene. It looks great. The production looks amazing. The crew is great. This, like everyone on this on this thing did a great job. It looks great. Everyone was cool. It was just a amazing experience. Um, so really looking forward to, to to come out. This script, Aaron wrote two years ago, and it won best short film script in a film festival. So it already has some accolades to it and some traction. So when it comes out, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the finished product. But also, this kid knows what he's fucking doing, 
And I would not be surprised if he gets in some some Phil's vessels and, you know, the kid's got some exposure with some fucking acting under his belt. Oh! Anyway, guys, I told you I wouldn't miss a week. I wouldn't. So thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with me. Um, uh, I'll see you next week, and uh, I love you. Bye.